Your journey as a Navy family can be exciting and fulfilling. It can also be confusing and stressful. For all your challenges and triumphs, from how to thrive during deployments to navigating TRICARE, Naval Services Family Line has been your go-to resource since 1965. If you're living the Navy life, this podcast is for you. Join us as we discuss ways to navigate this Navy life together and define what it means to be a modern Navy family. Each episode will explore a specific topic about living the Navy lifestyle, introduce great resources, feature a Navy spouse who's rocking our world, or dive into the heart of our Navy traditions. Whether you are just starting out on your Navy journey, at the halfway point, or approaching the end, we know one thing is certain. We We are are better better together. together. Hey, Navy families, welcome to Our Navy Life. I am your host, Allie Maruka. And gosh, welcome to our final episode of season two. Wow, it has been an incredible honor to bring you so many episodes this season that we hope you have found helpful and are fun to listen to. As we wrap up, we are capping off season two with an episode in honor of Pride Month. In this episode, I'll be chatting with Ashley and Julie Harper. Julie and Ashley are a same-sex couple married for six years and are both from Jacksonville, Florida. Julie serves on active duty in the Navy, and Ashley works full-time at the Naval Academy. They welcome their first child, Avery, in April of this year, and she is absolutely adorable. Ashley and Julie are incredible resources and mentors that all Navy families can benefit from, and I cannot wait to hear more of their story and their journey as a Navy family. But before we dive into our chat with the Harpers, Naval Services Family Line would like to thank the following organizations for their continued support and generosity. The Naval Officer Spouses Club of San Diego, Boutique, the Pearl Harbor Submarine Spouses Charity Association, PHSSCA, the Naval Officer Spouses Club of D.C., the USS Stennis Family Readiness Group, and the Navy League of the United States. As a 58-year-old all-volunteer nonprofit, our organization depends on generous donations and grants to ensure the continuation of our mission to empower spouses through education, resources, mentoring, and most of all, support. With your help, we can continue to grow and offer our programs free of charge to all of our Navy spouses. Your kindness and generosity are greatly appreciated. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, Ashley and Julie. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us today on Our Navy Life. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited. Okay, before we really dive into today's um, conversation, let's get to know you guys a little bit better. Can you explain a little bit about where you guys met and how long you've been married? Do I take that? I'll take it. (laughs) So we actually met in Jacksonville, Florida, which is a Navy town, but both of us are from Jacksonville. So we weren't (laughs) associated with the Navy at all. Um, And we met working in a restaurant. I was... 18 and she was 20. She was a hostess. I was a server, still had braces and everything. And uh, um, I just wanted to be everybody's friend and young and naive. She said, you're not going to last. I'm not going to get to know your name. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) she, uh, she ended up quitting a couple months later, but this was back in the MySpace days when. Oh, yes. I went away for college and came back and said, you know, I'm going to go back to that restaurant as an interim, as a stepping stone. And I walked in trying to get my job back and she was back at the hostess stand. And I was like, what, what are you doing here? And she was like, well, what are you doing here? So it just kind of, you know, in all of this, I 
was exclusively dating men up until like maybe my second year in college. I just hadn't even considered her as a, a love interest. And she was like, well, hold on now. I know you're dating women now. And I think it just a little light bulb went off in her head, you know, doors flung open, angels <laughs> singing in the background when she saw me here, you know, blowing in the wind. Um, and I was like, oh, well, this could be fun. You never know. And then it just ended up being me falling completely head over heels in love with her, not uh-huh. expecting it at all. So that whole uh, when you're not looking for love uh-huh. is when it comes is along. When it, is when it finds you. Absolutely. Um, so, and that was back in 2012 and we have been married since 2016. Okay. And Julie, where, when, when did you join the Navy and what do you do? Um, I actually joined the Navy during the <clears throat> highlight of COVID and oh, 2020. Wow. Um, so <sighs> I initially left COVID quarantining and whatnot had not taken place until about two weeks in. Um, and I am a CTR in the Navy. Uh, currently, we are stationed at Fort Meade in Maryland. Okay. okay. And, and Ashley, I think you mentioned before that you work at the Naval Academy, right? I do. I yeah. do. I- well, it's interesting. You guys had already been married for um, a couple of years before you entered the Navy community. So that kind of leads us to um, my first question that you can share with our listeners. Can you guys walk us through your journey as a proud LGBTQ family, Navy family? You know, you were married, you were together for quite some time before you joined the Navy. Um, And now you've been in the Navy for almost four years. So just, you know, talk us through uh, some of those experiences and uh, what you, any positive, positive and negative um, experiences that our listeners can, can learn from. Well, I will say um, her journey to get into the Navy ended up being like a two year long experience because she had a recruiter who was not so great, not very um, communicative and, Mm. It was just kind of a mess. But one of the best things that he did for us was tell her, if you're going to get married, do it now. Do it before you swear in, before you leave for boot camp, because it's just a whole mess um, Mm. once you're in, especially if you have to change your name, which she did take my last name. Okay. um, Which, you know, listeners here, you can't really tell. Julie is a less feminine presenting person than I am. I'm hyper feminine makeup dresses, the (laughs) whole shebang. Um, And typically people will stereotype thinking, oh, well, she looks more masculine. So the feminine person's going to take the masculine person's last name. But uh, she was not a fan of her maiden name. And I just somewhere in the back of my head, I never really wanted to change my last name. So it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will say, you know, for all of his faults, he did at least steer us in the right direction Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we were all covered for TRICARE and DEERS and everything before she got set off. And that made, I think, our transition a lot smoother than um, people who are coming in with a very serious significant other. Mm-hmm. when they're going in because they wait, you know, until they graduate boot camp, they're like, okay, let's get married. I've got X amount of thousands of dollars because it's right. just been sitting here while I've been in boot camp. Let's have a wedding and go buy a brand new car. Right. <laughs> and then, and then you're trying to do all of that, um, bringing that spouse, you know, a, a, on board, quote unquote, yeah. like, because, you know, you're bringing them into the Navy community, which is no, no small undertaking that all of us know oh, yeah. <laughs> quite Absolutely. well. In um, some of our pre 
interview questions, you brought up <clears throat> an experience that you had with a spouse's group because I'm interested in hearing your guys' experiences of, you know, do you feel like your um, acceptance both as a spouse and a service member does, has one been smoother or or easier than the other? Um, you know, because I, I think our listeners can all agree that our communities are, you know, between spouse and our sailors are, are pretty different. Um, and so, but yet we're all one Navy family community. So, um, I'd love to hear you guys' take, um, on that. I can't really speak for Julie, obviously with her experience. Um, so my story with moving here to Maryland, they've got a Fort Meade spouses club. And with me thinking I was going to be a fun little stay at home wife was, <laughs> was just going to be a great opportunity to meet people because mm-hmm. obviously they're, they care about the community here, this base so much that they created a club for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they had like a little meet and greet. They get, did kind of like a little painting with a twist sort of deal where they said, okay, paint this red, paint this, whatever. And we did it all virtual over zoom. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself. I was the first to go. Cause I was the only newbie yeah. and you know, said brand new, this is our first duty station. Um, my wife's been in for X amount of time. Yada yada. This is little bio about us. Other than that, you know, they, they really didn't talk about any super important topics. It was just a meet and greet. So everybody was just introducing themselves. Mm-hmm. But during the little bits of conversation that the people in the group had, it was all women. They definitely just referred to all of the spouses as husbands because all of them were heterosexual or are heterosexual and all of them had children. So not without them doing anything in particular. I was just other. I I was the other person. You know, I have a same-sex spouse. I didn't have any children and this was our first duty station. So it was just a little alienating, not anything that they did again, but I just felt it was a little bit off. I did have somebody who messaged me on the side saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I said husbands. I definitely meant spouses. It's just, we're not used to having anybody of LGBTQ plus community join our groups. And I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was the end of it. But I ended up emailing the host afterward saying I had a lot of fun. I thought that the painting activity was a really good idea mm-hmm. instead of everybody just sitting here, you know, staring right. at a screen. Come give us something to do. So I'd love to get to know you all better. And mm-hmm. I didn't ever hear anything. So I was like, all right, well, they're busy doing something yeah. else. Maybe they've got full-time jobs. I don't know what's going on. And then I went to go find their page to see what next opportunity was coming up. And I couldn't find it anymore. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've been blocked. Oh, <laughs> so no. I think that, you know, maybe they just weren't accepting or weren't ready to have somebody of the LGBTQ plus community. And I mean, I haven't done anything to try to find them since. I just took that as wiping my hands clean and saying, all right, well, it is how it is. I wasn't rude. There was nothing really to say. You know, I don't know these people. Yeah. An eye-opening experience. It's sad that it came to that, but I know that not every experience is going to be that way. Well, I appreciate your optimism and, um, and thank you for sharing that. It's, um, you know, it's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly important to, 
understand how simple of things like language, like inclusive or exclusive they can be. And, and just being, I mean, you know, we're all walking such um, incredibly challenging lives, you know, life in general is hard, but like, let's just throw a Navy life in there, right? Like, let's just make it extra. <laughs> like, it's yeah. important to remember that like that, that's, you know, a unifying factor. And we're all just trying to like make connections and, and find ways to build our communities so that we can, um, support each other and, and live this life um successfully and i'm sorry that that you had that experience um julie have you ha, what has your experience been um in the in the service member community i mean it's truly hard to say because i've between a school and c school mm-hmm. and now being stationed here I've, a lot of events and whatnot were hindered by covid Mm-hmm. So I really didn't get to see the Navy community as a whole until we arrived here at Fort Meade and COVID restrictions started to be lifted. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I've never been treated any differently, mm-hmm. um, nor has any exceptions been made for me outside of just being a regular person. So right. I can't really say that anything negative. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still very early in my career. There are still going to be some people out in the world that do not agree with my lifestyle, but they've yet to be found. Yeah. I guess you could say, um, I have a lot of leadership that is in the LGBT community. Um, if anything, I work a joint mission right now. So I'm with air force, I'm with army, you name it. Mm-hmm. One thing about me is I'm not in your face about my sexuality because while it is a part of me, it does not represent the entirety of my being. I yeah. say my wife, I say my child. I mean, I have a tiny little pride flag, but outside of that, you know, you going to take me for what I am. Right. I guess you can say. Um, so me being that way has opened up a lot of the eyes of a lot of the male individuals that are in my shop with me who mm-hmm. were very quiet initially. They were put with me for training and they literally just blossomed because mm-hmm. they were hesitant to be themselves because they weren't sure what type of environment they were getting into. Yeah. They were very hesitant. I mean, it's been a great experience so far. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. And, um, you know, cause I think the Navy has, you know, the mission is to recognize people like we're here to do a job and let's do our job. Let's work together as a team and let's get, let's successfully accomplish the mission together. And we can do that by respecting each other's choices and the lifestyles and the backgrounds that we come from. And, and I think that's what makes um, the Navy and the, and the military so beautiful without sounding very Pollyanna-esque. Like, you know, we yeah, all come yeah, our it, diversity is what makes us strong. And I yeah. feel like the Navy, that's one thing they hit the nail on the head. We are such a diverse kind of like community. Mm-hmm. That That's a force to be reckoned with. You know, when you mm-hmm. have people that look the same, talk the same, think the same, it's easier to overtake that. When you right. have people that can see things from different perspectives, that's going to be harder to go up against. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I am in the Intel community, so maybe we're just a little bit more well-versed in bullying and mm. whatnot. It's a lot of introverts. So <laughs> we're not, not going to come after you for something, you know, as low level as who you're in love with. We're going to come after you about your lunch choice yeah. or, you know, what <laughs> brand of socks you're wearing underneath your boots. Are you, you know, <laughs> blousing your, your pants or are you tucking them into your socks? Like you pumpkin spice? Yeah. yeah. Are you, Cinnamon oh, peppermint white chocolate. Yeah, yeah, we're there. There's some very lengthy conversations. When you're sitting with somebody for 12 hours straight in a dark room. You learn a lot about people, and yeah. 
<laughs> even, you know, I mean, not to like slightly get off track, but one of my best friends, one of the people that I've trained in my shop comes from a very religious background. Mm-hmm. Um, both of their parents are in the ministry. I wouldn't say that they were anti-gay, but they were very hesitant mm-hmm. um, working with myself and another person of the LGBT community. And now I can't get him to shut up. You know, he is just like, you have challenged so many of the things that I was thought or, you know, I always thought that I was taught. He's like, I just see things from a different perspective now, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was no force on that whatsoever. We just kind of let him blend in himself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's almost like, you know, you guys, um, can offer that, um, that mentorship and that, Hey, Mm -hmm. like, let's learn from each other and, you know, both, um, on the spouse side and on the sailor side, guys, I think are a little bit older than, you know, the typical um, yes. age for the pay grade and, and you're already married and you have kids or a, a child, um, which she's adorable, by the way, you know, you guys have, it's almost like you have an opportunity to, to mentor and, and show these families and these sailors a different, a, a different mm-hmm. perspective. Can you speak a little bit about, about that? Absolutely. Um, again, I am a more feminine presenting person. So it's typically always assumed that when somebody sees a my my ring on my finger that I'm married to a man, it's not a new experience to be the only LGBTQ plus person. Mm. And and um, <laughs> even at work, you know, I'm the only person within our management team. I'm a manager at the at the Naval Academy um, mm-hmm. who is married to somebody of the same sex and gender. Mm-hmm. So I can't shut up about my wife. I love her. Uh-huh. So if we're talking about our significant others, I've got a story for it too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to jump in and, and it's, it's kind of like a, that us or us weekly magazine in the back, they would say stars. They're just like us. But it's, <laughs> like that. it's like LGBTQ plus community. They're just like us. And we yeah. are. Yeah. And I think that just some people get in their mind that, being in the LGBTQ plus community that you are flying and waving a rainbow flag in front of everybody's face 24 seven. That's really just not the case. It's such a minute part of who I am. That's an addition. It's just like the sprinkles on the icing on the cake, uh, rainbow sprinkles, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I get the opportunity every day to show them like there's really nothing different about me and my relationship right. and our trials and tribulations. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be different, you know, just because we are outside of the heteronormative doesn't mean that we have to push some sort of agenda, right? So to speak, um, that we are different and other. Right. I I think you brought up two important points, just the first being community and, and how, you know, finding that community that, um, and building that community that supports you regardless of, you know, who you are and, and what your background is. Um, and then also just the assumptions that we all make at face value. You know, you said like, most people assume that because I'm wearing a wedding ring, that means I'm married to a man, which I think, you know, we could all make assumptions based on, you know, our face value of, of who we are and what we look like. And so the first thing I want to kind of dive into, though, is com- is building that community. So what are ways that you guys have found a way to build your community in Maryland that supports you and your family and, and your Navy in your Navy life as well. When we came here, I was put on a, I got her, you got her, a, um, 
fluctuating schedule to where I was working days one month, um, nights another. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really didn't have a chance to That's hard. branch out too much. Um, it's only really within the past year and a half that I've had the opportunity to really go outward. Fort Meade has a lot of diversity programs. I mean, there are some specifically for the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, I I identify as gay, but I don't seek out things specifically for that reason. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many other things and I kind of like a buffet of stuff to do. So, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, Ashley is, we're both extroverted. Um, however, she's extroverted 100% of the time. I am... <laughs> A 50-50. Um, uh-huh. So I think when we found out we were coming here or within the first few months, she had reached out and had met people, you know, online and said, hey, my wife and I are coming to Fort Meade, looking for people to hang out with and whatnot. So that introduced us to a lot of people. Um, she really likes to get out there and meet people. I'm a little bit more hesitant. Um, as strange as it sounds, one of the things that I like being in the military is knowing that I am leaving every three to four years. Yeah. Yep. I, I like meeting new people. I like spreading my roots. I try to keep things separated. You know, work stays work. Home life stays home life. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's kind of opened us up to a little bit. I don't know if that answers your question or not. <laughs> I did, when we first moved here, um, I did go on to Facebook. Yeah, when I first moved here, I did find a um, LGBTQ plus families of Maryland Facebook page because, you know, we were sitting here thinking, gosh, we were like the only gay people of all of our friend groups, you know, Mm. like. I kind of wanted, I wanted that sense of community. Mm. So I went on there and I did find a couple of couples in there who either just had their first kid or were just married or on their journey to have a kid. And I was like, okay, well, these people are close to our age. They're in our same mindset. These are the people that I'm going to reach out to and try to create a friend group with. And I did. So people that had not ever met before, I was like, let's, let's go have lunch together. Let's get together and do something. Mm -hmm. So we kind of created a little friend group there. For me, found my sense of community. It was weird experience trying to just almost Google (laughs) friends in that way uh, to create my community, but that's what I did. And, um, you know, at our next duty station, I imagine that I'll probably do the same thing. And that's, I feel like that's a unifying, um, a unifying factor across like all spouses, you know, is finding those friends, finding that community, regardless of what, like who you are and, and, and what, what you like to do, you know, and, and what communities you want to plug in with. It's every time you move, it's finding new pockets of people that you want to hang out with and, and live life with while you're at that duty station. What recommendations do you guys have for our listeners, whether, you know, they're a sailor or a spouse um, to uh, and whether or not they identify as gay or straight to overcome kind of the stigmas and stereotypes to live life authentically, you know, like you guys seem and are just so wonderful and coming on as guests and having these conversations with us. But I know that a lot of people um may not be so confident in that. And so I just, what, what advice or recommendations do you guys have um, for our listeners? I think it's cliche to just say to be yourself, like, you know, what do I do? I'm going on first date. What do I say? Be yourself. (laughs) Some people are still figuring out who their self is and that's Mm -hmm. a okay. Sometimes you gotta test it out (laughs) 
to figure out who you are, whether you are that thing or person or not. Um, so if you are yourself and you live authentically without hiding in the closet, so to speak, <laughs> that you're going to find people who are more accepting and um, who are allies, who are in the community. It might even be in the same boat that you are. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm using like all these big <laughs> <laughs> names in the closet. Yeah. Um, to just be yourself. Um, as Julie said, both of us are extroverts and um, I can't not be myself. It's exhausting otherwise, <laughs> I think. And it's detrimental to your health if you try to be someone or something that you're not. Yeah. Um, Julie, how about how about you? Do you have any thoughts on, on that? Um, if you're in the Navy community enough, you've probably heard people say before, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. While that's very vague in a sense, if you don't know about something, go find people that do. Mm. I've, I've told somebody recently, she was like, I wish I was, you know, extroverted as the ease of speaking to people, regardless of rank or what they do. And I told her, I was like, you know, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room. You just have to be friends with them. Surround yourself with people that you admire, people that you look up to, because I mean, at the end of the day, we compare ourselves to everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's self-discovery. You have to be able to see it to know that it's out there. Just make friends with these people. I mean, yeah. what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and if you're in the military, like I said, you're moving every three to four years. You never <laughs> have to see some of these people ever again. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, just, the, uh, the beauty of, of Navy life, right? Communities, um, CTR community is very small. I've heard people tell me before, you know, civilian world, you can burn bridges very easily. However, Mm. in the CT community, learn to take a different path because Mm. you will see these people again and everybody grows differently. You know, maybe their bridge needs a little bit more work before you burn it down or Mm. before you try to cross it again, I guess you could say. So, yeah, yeah, don't don't be a wimp. Just uh, get out there and do it or find people that will force you to. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice. I know you've only been in the Navy for uh about three, uh, almost four years. Um, have you seen any major progress um, or changes over that time in just moving forward regarding diversity and kind of respecting and having more inclusivity um, in that time? Or do you think it's just kind of been good since you've been in and it's just gotten better? Or well, it, I mean, it's it's always been what I've known you know Mm -hmm. I've as I said earlier you know I've never been treated differently or been an exception to anything you know I'm you know there's a petty officer in my shop who had a baby and he was allowed to go out go to doctor's appointments I was scheduling my doctor's appointments for the newbie Miss Avery down here Mm -hmm. Um, yeah (laughs) my line chief straight up told me he's like you know Harper like schedule the appointments earlier like you're no different than anybody else in the shop like don't feel like you need to schedule it outside of your work time yeah that's your family yeah you know and I just I've never been treated differently so it's hard to say it it really is I think for Julie it's kind of uh you know appearances being what they are and stereotyping and assumptions being made that it's hard to get around the fact that they look at her and they think she's probably gay. She's probably in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. And then they find out she is and they're like, oh, okay, I was right. Versus with me, you mm. don't know. And then you're like, oh, well, wait, hold on. 
but with us maybe being extroverts and then not having passive personalities either, yeah. we don't really let people around us get away with pushing just bigotry upon us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, I started out as a bartender at the Naval Academy and just like somebody's talking about their significant other, I talk about Julie and I call her my wife and it was a guest. And I know that I was tiptoeing into an area that maybe it's too personal and shouldn't have spoken about it, but that guest took things way too far and took it as an opportunity to try to belittle me for Mm. being gay. And he was just going on and on and on saying like, Oh, I, you know, like I'm Catholic and, and I was like, that's great for you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you love that. But he tried to, uh, prophesize to me. And then he, you know, pretty much told me like I'm living in sin. And I think that was probably the worst thing, but it definitely blew his mind because he, he told me it blew his mind when number one. And he really thought there like, Oh my gosh, I had this girl pegged as being yeah. a, feminine presenting person who had a ring on her finger. I assume she was married to a man. It was just mind blown for him. Right. But I didn't let him get away with it. I was just, did it tick me off? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because I was on the clock. I was behind a bar. I couldn't leave. I had to kind of sit there and listen to it. Yeah. But I went to my boss later about it and she said, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me? I would have come down there and I would have like set him straight over it. And I was just like, well, now I know, like, I know that you have my back, but um, right. working with hospitality, especially you're typically in the customer is always right, right. mindset with management. Mm-hmm. And I have found that, you know, the, the more that I work at the Naval Academy, of course, they want to make their, their alumni and their guests and everybody happy, but not at the expense of their employees. Right. So I really enjoyed the fact that they had my back, even though um wasn't able to step away. But now that I know, I haven't really been in a situation. Yeah. But well, I do, I do think that the Navy in general, especially during pride month, you know, on Facebook, they changed their, their logo to showcase the pride flag colors. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that so many people learned that they could report it as like hate speech. Uh, like, you know, you can report things to Facebook saying like, this is hate speech. This is fraud. This is scam. And there's a, a plethora of different things to choose from. So a bunch of the people who are following ended up reporting the picture saying that it was goes against Facebook's standards or that it was a scam or whatever. So then Facebook deleted like Facebook, the corporation right. deleted the photo or the ability to have the Navy showcase those, that photo. So now they don't have it. I think they have it up for like maybe eight hours. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a beautiful, but, it was a beautiful graphic too. It, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, the Navy is trying that they are yeah. supportive, that they are showcasing that they love and accept their LGBTQ plus sailors and their families. Um, there's just so many people who work harder. Otherwise they've got their hands tied a little bit in that way. Well, that kind of brings us to, and we've kind of alluded to some of it a little bit, but my last question um, for, for our conversation today, what are ways beyond pride month? You know, I feel like when we have months set aside that honor and, and, and bring everybody together to celebrate and support a, a specific movement or group of individuals. It's wonderful. But what can we do outside of Pride Month that honors and supports our gay and straight <clears throat> sailors and their families? 
you know, we've talked a lot about assumptions and use of inclusive language. What are, what are other thoughts that you guys have regarding that? Inclusive language is a really big one. Um, I think that a lot of the times people think that LGBTQ plus relationships are not as solid as heterosexual ones for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, so they refer to a queer person's significant other as either like a significant other or boyfriend, girlfriend, or a roommate, or even a partner. And I know some people prefer those terms. I think that spouse is a little bit more firm because if you are filling out a legal form right, and you don't know if it's person A is a uh, female or male, and then person B is female or male, they just put person and then spouse. Spouse is to me, at least a little bit more of a firm term to be mm-hmm. using. Um, and then to be an ally is a really big one, specifically when the need arises for it. So going back and talking about how the Navy had on Facebook had to take down that picture because people were reporting it as scam or fraud or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that was the perfect opportunity for the Navy to come out and say, regardless of who reports us or that picture or whatever, we still stand by and support our LGBTQ plus sailors and their families. I don't need somebody to sit here next to me 24 seven saying, yeah, well, yeah. And I support her because she's gay or, you know, whatever the case right. is. Right. <laughs> That's not, it's not authentic. It's, it's a little weird. Right. Um, <laughs> But when the need arises for it, when you see bigotry happening out in the world, somebody's going to assume that because you agree with them on maybe 90% of the other things that you're going to agree with them on that last 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just need to speak up about it. And they're like, no, I don't agree with that. Or that's not cool, man. Or whatever the case is. Um, so that that's a big one for me. It's just being, if you're an ally, be an ally. Yeah, Absolutely. Julie, do you have any um, anything to add to that? Um, I mean, I think we're we're definitely moving in the right direction, but we could uh, definitely paint some of these new ships rainbow. I think that would, uh, <laughs> would scare a lot of people. That off. would um, <laughs> definitely, you know, push back on those not in my navy. No, no, right. I can't. I can't. No, I just, uh, I, you know, I think when it comes down to it, those of us in the community, we want to be represented. We want to be just like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, some, I, I understand the reason behind the parades and the history, just ultimately, you know, we, we get dressed the same way as you guys do. Yeah. You know, we decorate our homes the same way. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we, we do all the same stuff, right? you know, so understanding that we're, we're, we're people too, like, yep. but equal, right. but equal. We yeah. are, you know, there's, we've got our differences, but on at the end of the day we still have blood and beating hearts and throbbing brains in our bodies (laughs) and everything and and we're all navy families just trying to figure figure our way through through all of this of course of course yeah um Okay. Well, that brings us to kind of our last section of the interview, which is the lightning round. So quick, quick questions, quick answers, um, whatever comes to mind first, first thing. And uh, these first two questions probably be pretty easy for you. So, um, what's been your favorite duty station? But since this is your favorite, this is your first duty station, I am going to assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fort Fort Meade, Maryland. 100%. (laughs) 
Um, and Ask us again next year. <laughs> there you go. What is, well, what's the first thing you do after UPCS? Oh, eat. No. <laughs> Yes. No. Yes. We well, are anal retentive people. Miss <laughs> Ma'am. Um, we are anal retentive people. So as soon as we are done PCSing, we typically go online, we print out the layout of our new home, and we go ahead and mark out where the couches are gonna go, where mm. everything is just yep. lined up. And yep. I might disagree <laughs> in the between. No, we're such big foodies. You know, we before she joined the Navy, we took a road trip up the East Coast and we stopped when we were tired or hungry. We had no other plans uh, outside of that. But we're pretty big foodies. So I was like, all right, well, obviously Maryland's known for crabs. Let's find some good crab cakes. Let's go out there and see uh-huh. what beautiful mom and pop. And that's what I look forward to. I want to know what this area is known for. Yeah. So you want to get out and explore right off yes. the bat. Yes, absolutely. Okay. What are you guys binge watching right now? Oh, human resources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had nine weeks at home, so we have cleared <gasps> That's everything. That's true. Parental yeah. leave. Yes. I mean, we are yeah, knocking it all out at once. <sighs> That's hilarious. Um, and are you guys morning people or night owls? I am a morning person. And I'm a night owl. I love <laughs> my 4 to 5 a.m.s and uh, getting out of work by 1300 is my, that's my jam. Don't even <laughs> breathe at me at 4 to 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. Which is without really well being new parents. You know, I was going to say. Late night shifts, fine. Yeah. Mornings. And then finally, do you, what would be your biggest piece of advice for a brand new Navy spouse? Well, that's you. I'm not a spouse. <laughs> I'm not the backbone of the Navy. That's, that's you. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. I think you need to, oh, gosh, it's hard to turn around without being slapped in the face by another military spouse because there are so many bases all over the globe that you just need to find one person that you trust and you ask them a gajillion questions. I had a a girl who was also named Ashley, who actually from Maryland, from this area. And I met her in Jacksonville when her husband was stationed there. We kind of like did a little flip flop um, trading Uh spaces in that way. Uh So she was my go-to for everything. I, I adored her. I trusted her. And I was just like, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? Especially with her being in, in boot camp. And during COVID, things kind of got stretched out and the mm. communication was even more thin during that yeah, time. I was like, I can imagine. Help me. What, what do you know? So find that person that is a military spouse, berate them with your questions because they're going to be, they're going to be your greatest asset for trying to get through as a newbie. Absolutely. Find your person. Yep. Uh, everybody's got, everybody's got their person. And I hear your littlest person in the background. And that is the perfect segue to <laughs> thank you guys. Cause I know she's been very patient. Oh, yeah. I know. There we go. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ashley and Julie for joining us. We really appreciate you join, um, sharing your journey uh, and how you've just navigated this Navy life and how, how we can better support our, our LGBTQ plus um, pride community to our listeners. We hope you'll come back for more. Be sure to find us on social media, keep the conversation going and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next time. Thank you. That concludes today's discussion. 
Thanks so much for joining us. To find more resources and ways to connect with your Navy community, visit our website at www.nsfamilyline.org. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook to keep the conversation going. You can find the links in the show notes. For more episodes to help you navigate your journey through Navy life, be sure to subscribe, leave us a comment, and we will see you next time. Thank you.